What is going on everybody? Welcome. It is Sean here on a crispy Thursday evening in New York City. Welcome to another episode of Not Rocket Science, the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between business, culture, and technologically. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Hope you are well. I'm doing okay here. But yeah, a little chilly. That fall air is starting to come in. I'm starting to wear hoodies again. A little early, I feel, for that. But uh, I digress. It is what it is. There's seasons here. I don't like it. I do not like it, but it's the way it is when you sign up to live here. I wish it was just summer and maybe a week of fall, a week of spring here or there, mostly summer. But... Most people in this city of Nueva Yorkie tend to disagree with me. Um, I like the seasons, they all say. I get it. Leaves changing colors are cool. Flowers blooming is exciting. But when it's cold, it just feels different. And that different ain't a good different. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, so last week... I kind of did one of these more short-form, thought-of-the-day type podcasts. I figure you guys got stuff to do. You're on your commute. You're in your car. You're wherever you are. It's just me, a one-man show here, doing the damn thing. I understand you don't want to listen to one person just blah, 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 for an hour straight. That's no bueno. So, I've decided to kind of keep this thought of the day style 20 minutes-ish, 15 to 25 minutes maybe, style podcast rolling for a little, see how it goes. See how it goes, got to look up them them old analytics, see how things do, uh, check feedback, you know, do all the uh, responsible things in this data world that I discussed last week. So if you heard that one, check it out, but... I'm going to keep it going. I kind of like where we are with this for a little bit and go from there. Today, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little more granular. It's going to be a little more up my alley, my day-to-day. For those of you who may be new to this show, my regular day-to-day work is um, as a user experience designer. And for the past couple years now, it's been a user experience designer or UX designer, buzzword, 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 um, for e-commerce and particularly for food e-commerce. So that's kind of been my sweet spot or area of expertise at this point or what I focus on five days a week at least. Um, and yeah, I was on the old Instagrams scrolling around, seeing what's up and 
obviously, you know, I talk about business stuff here sometimes. So I follow a couple business accounts, but for some strange reason, Instagram likes to think that that's all I follow. So when I go to my explore page, it's just like business fact, business fact, business fact. Did you know if Jeff Bezos decided to not work for the rest of his life, it would take him 44 years to blow his money if he spent a million dollars a day? It's like, who? Ca- I, thank you, I guess. Thanks, I guess, dude. But I really don't care. And that's like what my entire feed, it's that and then pictures of like french fries. And that's my explore page. So I don't know what it says about me. It's like french fries with like extra cheese mixed with like mac and cheese with like bits of steak in it. I don't know. It's that and business facts. That's my entire explore page. I don't know if that paints a very good picture of who I am actually. But it is what it is. And last year when I was messing around with the Instagram account for this show, I posted those business facts when I was still lost and confused and didn't know what to do. Um, Now, I've kind of actually taken a break from posting from Instagram for a while just because I didn't really figure out a workflow that was efficient enough. Posts would take too long to create because I was creating my own content, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, point is, I'm seeing these annoying business facts all the time. And then there's like these like motivational things. Like, you just have to do it. Everyone's scared of starting a business. Blah, blah, blah. Health is wealth. It's just like, this is why you're poor. <laughs> it's kind of mean, actually. But it is what it is. You know, it's these people. It's like, the system's rigged. You're poor because of your habits and your lifestyle. And it's all true. But when you're just spamming new versions of that every single post and that's your account, it's like, boring. And that is why the business niche on Instagram is not the easiest to grow because most people don't give a shit. Anyway, um, point of all this is not to just take a big dookie on these business accounts on Instagram, but I saw one today when I woke up this morning, started, you know, scrolling through the feed, bad habits, I know, whatever. Um, there was a post that talked about the future being here. And it was a post that talked about how basically uh, physical stores are a thing of the past. The post is like, the future is here. And it's like, GameStops have begun closing stores. Well, they've been closing stores, but whatever. Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy. Sears closed hundreds of stores. If your business isn't online, you're missing out. The days of needing a physical storefront are long gone blah 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 start educating yourself like people don't know online businesses are uh, easier to grow than physical storefronts everyone knows that dude come on come on but anyway that's not the interesting part the interesting part with these um tend to be in the comment sections so at one point there was a comment um by the way someone that's seen them The secret to all these business accounts that have like 20, 30, 40, 50, 150, 200, half a million followers, they're all in engagement groups and they're all inflating each other's accounts with engagement. All of them. They all do it. The ones that say they don't are lying. They all do it. Trust me on this. I have seen it. I've been shocked by the accounts that I've seen who say they don't do it on their posts. They all do it. Or on their shitty webinars where they're trying to sell you something. They all do it. 
But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, in the comment section, somebody asked the person who owns this page, what's your view on restaurant businesses and franchises that require a physical presence? Pretty good question. And it wasn't written that well, but the person, the account owner, responded that um, they can be successful too, basically. There's actually virtual restaurants that don't have a storefront that do well these days, and they only exist on apps like Uber Eats, etc. It got me thinking. Uh, on one hand, he's right. You know, these things do exist. They're popping up more and more. And I think it's kind of cool, even though I think it's technically illegal. But I'm starting to actually to see something even leaner, which is these, um, you know, these scrappy people. Usually they're, I've seen, like, these girls that run their own businesses on Instagram where they create a website. Um... And it's like a restaurant. It looks like a restaurant. The website seems like a restaurant, but all they do is take out orders, and it's at their house. And they basically cook all day, and they take orders, cook, and then you go to their house, and then they give you the food. And they have, you know, an e-commerce setup where, you know, credit card, all that. And you just go to the house and pick the food up. So that's kind of even the leaner wave that I'm seeing with this, but yes, there are also virtual restaurants on apps like Uber Eats. There's also a lot of meal delivery services. That's been a hot business model in the fitness industry. But the one caveat to all of this is grocery. And just for some background info, Grocery is still dominated by brick-and-mortar stores. It is. It always has been, and it still is to this day. There are lots of online grocery options, but they do not capture the grocery majority market share in basically anywhere, cities, towns, etc. I work for an online grocery, and we are the biggest one in this part of the country, but... We do not have anything close to majority market share in New York City. And neither does any of the big boys, Walmart, Amazon, any of them. None of them do. Peapod, none of them do anything compared to brick and mortar stores like a Fairway like a uh, Key Foods, like a Trader Joe's, like a Whole Foods. Even though I guess I guess Amazon owns Whole Foods, so that's a different story. But you know what I'm saying. Amazon Fresh doesn't do anything compared to a Key Foods or a, even a bodega or one of these small independent grocery markets. Those are what dominate the grocery business. And there's a bunch of reasons why. And this is why I'm... I think people who are trying to position themselves as, like, know-it-all influencers need to be careful because nobody understands the future of every business model and every industry, and there are caveats to everything. And just for some, a little insider baseball, what's interesting about the online grocery industry and part of the reason why it doesn't take off like other online businesses is because supply chain matters a whole lot more in grocery 
than any other digital business or any other e-commerce business. If you're selling sneakers online, preservation doesn't matter. You can just drop ship them like any other CPG or any other product. Um, you can't drop ship cucumbers. You also can't drop ship fresh caught Alaskan salmon. You know what I mean? Get my drift. So that's one of the big issues with this whole like everything's moving to digital and Look, a lot of uh, aspects of the online grocery business are moving forward because within the online grocery business, voice technology is going to be a major player. In Online grocery is going to be one of the first businesses that adapts to voice. It's going to be an early adapter to voice, more so than other businesses, because it works perfectly. You placed an order online for your groceries. You forget you need more toilet paper. You're in your bathroom, and you live in New York, so your bathroom's right off your kitchen, like me. You can just go out and say, you know, Alexa, I need more toilet paper, and it'll add it to your order. It's very convenient that way. So in certain areas, grocery is very forward-thinking, at least in the online space. However, when it comes to the actual operation and transportation of product, groceries always going to be stuck behind other industries because having a business that delivers fresh food is very hard to nail down operationally. It's very hard to perfect, and it's very hard to sell at scale from a convenience standpoint. Because, look, you want to order your new, I don't know, body scrub from Glossier online? Go for it. You get it. You got the product. It's what you wanted. Great. The difference is, is you might think you are saving yourself time and it's more convenient to order your groceries online. Um, and you do it. But the problem is, is you get your order. Sometimes it's late because nailing down on-time groceries is tough. If you have a specific time slot, which is a whole other thing drop shipping doesn't have, online groceries have specific time slots. They're usually within two hours or so, and it's on the business to get the products to that customer within that time slot. And that itself is very hard to do at scale. But then on top of that, you order your food, you get your bananas, they're all smushed and gross, you're mad, and all that convenience you saved by being in your pajamas, streaming Netflix, and ordering your groceries goes away because your bananas be looking like they've been hanging out in the trash for two days. You know what I mean? And it's not like the business wants to do that, but it is very difficult to do. Therefore, most people still find it more convenient if they live within two, three, four blocks of a grocery store to just go to the grocery store. And it's use cases like these that make me, you know, apprehensive when it comes to just making blanket statements about the future of business. There's always these granular details that people either don't know about or they don't want to talk about because it kills this narrative. And, you know, it's a problem. Every online grocery business right now is trying to strategize around how to get more people to convert to online grocery shopping because it's hard 
It is not an easy business. Grocery in general is not an easy business because, you know, if you want to learn a little bit about e-commerce, grocery is one of the hardest e-commerce businesses because the margins are so thin. When it comes to, you know, consumer packaged goods like bottled water, uh, chips, soaps, crappy cookies, like Chips Ahoy, not like fresh baked cookies, but, you know, Nabisco products, things like that. The margins are thin. It's cheap crap, therefore it's hard to mark up cheap crap, and it's widely distributed cheap crap. Therefore, you're in competition with every other business that sells the cheap crap, so you can't mark up your price of the cheap crap higher because no one's going to buy it from you, and then it makes your business look bad because everything's too expensive. You know what I mean? It's a tough game in general, and then when you layer in the whole delivery online aspect it gets very tough um when it comes to even things like your smush bananas are bad so now you're angry and you call customer service well if you're selling a lot of smush bananas then you're getting a lot of customer service complaints and your customer service complaints can be really volatile and spike in certain times a year and not so much in other times of year based on the seasonality of your products and the condition, things like that. Because, you know, fresh products have peak seasons, particularly things like berries and fruit, and then not so peak seasons. And it makes it harder to sell and deliver in good condition. So there's all of these aspects about the grocery business that makes doing it online very difficult. Because the other thing is, is when you do it online... There's no store that you're going to so you can vet through the product yourself. So when you're online, you obviously want on your website nice product photos, right? The problem is is when you have all of your products on your grocery storefront with nice product photos and there's no storefront for the person to go to physically and see all the products, it's in a warehouse, then... The issue you're going to have is there's the disappointment and expectation is going to be drastically different than going to a regular grocery store because the expectation is going to be that the products are going to look like what they look like in the product photos, right? So if you deliver something that's not in the best condition, um, you're going to wind up disappointing the customer more than if they just went to the grocery store. And, you know, they're businesses try to do things to combat that with like freshness ratings and things like that seasonal items marking it as seasonal with editorial content things like that but the bottom line is it doesn't matter because you've got to have nice product photos to sell the product but when it comes to thousands of fruits and meats and vegetables things aren't always going to look like what they appear um or as they appear i should say so that's another obstacle when it comes to online grocery. There's just something much easier when it comes to customer expectation and satisfaction when you need them to come to you. They look through the products themselves and can pick exactly what they want. Because if they pick some bananas that look smushed, that's on them. And the customer knows that. So they don't really have room to get as upset with you. And that's one of the biggest hurdles with grocery as a business. So my thought of the day is just looking at these Instagram business accounts, people trying to talk about um, 
the future of business and being, you know, trying to be these like thought leaders and yada, 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 doing the thought leader hustle. But it's just funny when you see someone talking about something and skipping over an entire business model that you, as the viewer, are deep in the trenches day to day with and know how what you do directly conflicts with the sentiment of, you know, what the status quo is moving forward as far as, like, the future of business. And, you know, I mean, I might as well throw it out there. This is what I kind of do. I don't really talk about it that much because it's, you know, a very niched thing. Online grocery isn't really, like, the hottest topic. But maybe I should talk about it more. Maybe I should be the online grocery podcast guy. I don't know. Anyway... That was just kind of my thought of the day. I wanted to get it out there. I had a strong reaction from that Instagram post, and I just wanted to uh, kind of explain some of the hurdles with the online grocery business and what's preventing it from being like all these other businesses that are moving to online and what's different about online groceries compared to um, the types of stores that you see at the mall or what you see at the mall for the next five years until malls uh, blow up and die. So... That's the show. Hope you guys learned something new. Um, found this interesting at all. I don't know if you did. I don't know how interesting online grocery is. But if anyone out there wanting to learn how you order food online and you have any questions or comments, hit us up at at NRS underscore show on Instagram or Twitter or at not rocket science show at gmail.com come and i'd be happy to explain a little bit more um so yeah that's the show today that's my thought of the day just breaking down the online grocery business for you guys and what's different about it and uh thank you for listening appreciate it if you don't mind you want to leave an app store review that would be much appreciated But either way, thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a good week and catch you next time. This is Sean signing off. Thank you guys. Have a good one. And peace.